trifling ones, I want to say thank you, thank you, and thank you. Because of you, we crossed the 1,500 download mark in less than four months. And so we appreciate all of the love and the support that you've shown. Now, we're going to jump right into this third episode of the three-part series that we've been dealing with. So if you haven't already, I highly recommend that you go back and that you listen to parts one and two. Those episodes are going to help set the stage for this one. So today, we wrap up the series, Facing Our Past, Fulfilling Our Purpose, coming up next on The Trifling Ones. Once again, we're going to read from the book of Genesis, chapter 32, verses 10 through 12, and then verse 28. Verses 10 through 12 says, I am unworthy of all the kindness and faithfulness you've shown your servant. I had only my staff when I crossed this Jordan, but now I've become two camps. Save me, I pray, from the hand of my brother Esau, for I'm afraid he will come and attack me and also the mothers of their children. Verse 12, But you have said, I will surely make you prosper and will make your descendants like the sand of the sea, which cannot be counted. Verse 28 says, Then the man said, Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you've struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. As a quick recap, Jacob has done some things wrong in his past, and this has placed him at odds with his older twin brother, Esau. They've lived apart for some time now, and now as adults, they're on the verge of a reunion. And Jacob doesn't expect this reunion to go so well, uh, based on the fact that his brother vowed to kill him as a result of some of their past dealings and their past interactions. So he, he basically says, the next time I see you, little bruh, um, I'm at to do you. And so now Jacob has to face his failures from the past and somehow find a way to fulfill this future purpose. And so we're going to take a look at three things as we wrap up this three-part series. And the first of those things is his tenacious resolve, his tenacious resolve. When we look at verse number 28, it says, Then the man said, Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel. Because you've struggled with God and with humans and you've overcome. What's happening right now is Jacob has sent his family ahead of him and he's alone waiting for his brother Esau to arrive. And so he said, y'all go ahead in front of me because he's thinking maybe if Esau sees my family, he's not going to take them out. And so they're safer away from me than they are with me. Now he's by himself and we're told that a man appears, but it is clear that this man isn't a man, but rather a divine godly encounter. And then we're told that Jacob wrestles with this quote unquote man or with God and would not let go until the quote unquote man says let go. And Jacob's response is not until you bless me. And so he's by himself. This man appears. 
uh, he wrestles with the man. The man says, let go. And he says, nah, bruh, I got to hold on to you until you bless me. Jacob in this moment displayed what I call tenacious resolve. He would not stop until he was blessed, until the tide changed for him and for his life. And so as you deal with your past, be determined to go the full distance. If you're having a difficult conversation with somebody that you love because the relationship's been on the rocks, you may have to stop talking to them because it seems like you all are going in circles and it isn't going anywhere. However, don't give up. Hold on to God and in your quiet time, continue to talk to him, continue to wrestle with him so that he can handle that situation for you. If you're talking to a therapist and, and the conversation is difficult and you feel overwhelmed, well, maybe that session needs to come to an end because you're not moving forward anymore. But keep at it with God. Don't let go because he can continue to work in you. What needs to happen? Or maybe you have a 1.5 GPA and it looks like it's going to be an uphill battle for you to turn things around academically. Stay the course with God. Hold on to God and don't let go. If you stepped out of your marriage and now your spouse is giving you hell for what you've done. So now you feel secluded and despondent. Don't give up. Hold on to God and let him guide you. If your finances are already in disarray, but now with inflation and gas prices going up and so you're getting hit even harder financially, don't give up. Hold on to God while you look for other streams of income and while you start a business or even as you budget more. But just hold on. Jacob was used to displaying tenacity. We're told in chapter 29, uh, we find out that he fell in love with a woman named Rachel and he agreed to work for her father for seven years to earn her hand in marriage. And so he works for the seven years to, to gain Rachel. And when he does that at the conclusion, when it's time for him to marry Rachel, her daddy gives up her sister Leah. And so Jacob has to deal with the fact that he's worked these seven years for Rachel, but he's given Leah instead. When he runs up on Laban, his uncle, her father, the person who bamboozled him, Laban says, I tell you what, you can have Rachel too, but you got to work another seven years. And Jacob does just that. He works for another seven years for Rachel. Some may say that was crazy, but I would say that's tenacity. Think about it. Can you imagine working for 14 years for a spouse? 14 years. The average attention span is eight seconds, give or take a few seconds. And that's down from 12 seconds just four years ago. So tenacity wasn't anything new for Jacob. He went in hard for the things that he wanted when he was trifling. He went in hard to deceive his brother. He went in hard to get Rachel. And now he needs to go hard with God as he resolves his past. See, we all display tenacity when we're trying to get to the things that we shouldn't. As a teenager, we displayed tenacity when we figured out how to get through that window, get out the house, then sneak back in without anybody finding out. 
That took time, skill, patience, and tenacity. Well, it's time we applied those same principles to holding on to God. So Jacob displayed his tenacious resolve. He wasn't about to let go. But then we see his title's reclamation. When Jacob was born in chapter 25, God told Jacob's mother that she was having twins and that they would both represent a people. But then God said that the younger people would be stronger than the older people. Matter of fact, verse 23 in chapter 25 is saying that the brothers will eventually become a people. So Esau's lineage, the older twin, would eventually become the Edomites. And Jacob's lineage, the younger brother, would become the Israelites. But the younger son's lineage, or Israel, would become the stronger people. So from the womb, Jacob was supposed to be the stronger one. But he's named Trickster because he lived below his purpose. But now, now that he has to face his past and does so by wrestling with God, his name is changed to Israel. And now he has reclaimed his proper title. And Israel means one who prevails with God. That's what Israel means to prevail, to make it with God. So fam, it doesn't matter what you were known as or what you were identified with. Folks will always try to put you in a box of who you were and what you did. Today, it's time to reclaim your purpose. It's time to reclaim your title. The one that was assigned to you by God in the womb, but somehow you got off track. But then finally, after displaying his tenacious resolve, and experiencing his title's reclamation, then we see his timely reconciliation. His timely reconciliation. So now he experiences reconciliation with his brother. Remember, in part one of this series, we talked about the fact that Jacob experienced tarnished relationships. Well, now, in chapter 33, verse 4, we see that Esau, his older brother, who was deceived by him, who was bamboozled by him, who vowed to kill him, has finally arrived. And this is what chapter 33, verse 4 says. But Esau ran to meet Jacob and he embraced him. He threw his arms around his neck and he kissed him and they wept. Trifling ones, when we face our past and we wrestle with God, he has a way of working things out behind the scenes. Esau knew that he wasn't running up on Jacob, but rather he was approaching the one who had prevailed with God. As we fulfill our purpose, don't be bound by who you were or what you've done. Own up to it. Work on it. Seek him and experience all that he's purposed for you and for your life. Heavenly Father, We've been through some stuff, some things that we enjoyed and liked, and then some things that were painful and traumatic. Right now, we thank you for all of those things, not because we enjoyed them or they were comfortable, but rather because each of those things shaped us into who we are today. We're asking that you would 
continue to help us to face our past in order to fulfill our purpose. We don't always have the answers and we don't always know what to do, but we're going to hold on to you. We're holding on until you bless us. And so we ask that as we go through that process of holding on and wrestling with you, that just like the man in the text, that you would turn around and that you would bless us and bless our lives so that our future would be far greater than our prior. We place it all in your hands, Lord. We're sorry for the things that we did that we should not have. Please forgive us and allow us now to be everything that we can be in and through you. All these things we ask in your son and our savior, Jesus Christ's name. And all of the trifling ones said, amen. Amen.